Scott Campbell is a world-renowned tattoo artist whose renown spans more than one world. The world of traditional tattooing, the world of fine art and the world of celebrity too. He's left indelible marks on the likes of Robert Downey Jr, Sting and Penelope Cruz, but also on the limbs of people he's literally never met, never talked to, never even seen. And that's what he'll be doing in Australia at the Festival of Dangerous Ideas on the 17th and 18th of September, when Scott brings his whole glory project down under. A few brave folks selected by Raffle will stick a limb into an opening in a wall and an hour later they'll have an original Scott Campbell artwork permanently inked into their flesh. It's an event described as an exchange of faith that will literally change who they are for the rest of their life. Scott Campbell, welcome to Sunday Extra. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Scott, when and why did you conceive of the idea for Hull Glory? Um, it kind of, it started at a place where, I mean, I gained a, a, significant, a bit of notoriety, you know, for my tattooing and then um, was kind of branching out into fine artwork and say, like gaining some recognition in the fine art world and selling paintings and drawings. And I kind of felt, you know, my career was had this dividing line between it where there was my tattoo practice and there was my fine art practice. Mm. And I mean, tattooing, I've been tattooing for 25 years. Like my hands can tattoo better than they can do anything else. But then, you know, the fine art work is really kind of alluring and romantic because, you know, when you're tattooing someone, your canvas has an opinion on what you do, you know, whereas with fine artwork, like I could just experiment, you know, I have this like openness, I can do whatever I want. I can get as weird as I feel like. And I don't have to ask permission. And so I had always fantasized. I was like, oh, man, what if I could tattoo with the same level of freedom that I, you could paint on a canvas? Um, so that was kind of the initial idea was the idea of just having these anonymous limbs, you know, to, to work on and, mm. to, and to see where it went from there. That's fascinating. Where, where else have you done whole glory? And is it different in different locations or is it sort of the same experience everywhere? For me, it's pretty similar because I'm just, you know, I just get this limp through a hole in the wall, but, but it, it is actually, um, I've done it in uh, New York, London, in Moscow, and Los Angeles. And, um, you know, the the gesture of of kind of faith and confidence that is put forth. I mean, that's kind of the irony is that, you know, I started doing this looking for freedom. You know, I was like, oh, like now I can really do whatever I want. <laughs> but the reality is like, it made me realize that, you know, like if you walk into my shop and you're like, hey, I want an eagle on my arm. Cool. I'll do my best eagle possible. But if it's not great, it's half your fault because it was your idea, <laughs> you know. And so but with this, you know, I'm so tremendously grateful of the leap of faith these people are taking. But it's not collaborative. Like, it's just me. Mm. You know, it, it's just me. It, basically, like, I'll take this arm and I'll kind of imagine the person on the other end of it. And it's interesting how like it is made to them, but it's it's made to like the person I imagine them to be. And I don't know like how accurate that is. It puts so much more pressure on me because now if it sucks, I can't blame the client. I was going to ask you about that process of when the arm actually sort of appears through the hole. And from what you said, it is like you imbue the arm itself with a bit of character that becomes your artistic inspiration, but you don't talk at all to the person afterwards? Basically, like the way I've done it is at the end of, of the, the few days of tattooing, you know, I'll host a dinner or something or I'll, I'll kind of meet the people, you know, invite them to come and like meet them, you know, because I've sat with these people, I've touched them and I've like wiped the blood off their arms. And, and so I, I can't help but 
create these stories in my head about who they are. And then when I meet them in person, it's like, it's like if you go to Disneyland and Mickey like takes off his mask and it's just Gary, you know, and you're like, I'm like, Oh, you're hi. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Well, I had this whole fantasy about who you were and now you're, now you're Steven. It's nice to meet you. It was interesting. The first time I did it, I tattooed maybe 20 people and we all had a dinner afterwards and I was kind of like, you know, hiding in the corner, just watching them all interact with each other. And almost every single one of them at some point walked up to me and like pulled me aside and was like, Hey, I just want to say thanks, man. Cause obviously I got the best one, <laughs> you know, it is like, and I love that. Like each person was like, dude, fucking, I got the one. I'm so psyched. And it's amazing. You know, it, it has this real kind of like, it's almost like reading a horoscope where you're like, yes, that's me. And it's like, well, were you that before you read the horoscope mm. or are you that now because of you read the horoscope? You know what I mean? Like what's the cause and what's the effect? Yeah. And can I infer from that, Scott, that you haven't had anyone take you aside at a dinner and say, look, I'm just really unhappy with this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, not yet, you know, like not yet. But it, I was always wondering about that. And like, you know, like doing like a where are they now of the whole glories, you know what I mean? Like, like mm. two, three, four years later, like, are we still cool? Like, are we still good? <laughs> On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Scott Campbell, who's bringing his whole glory tattoo art project down to the Festival of Dangerous Ideas in Australia in September. Uh, Scott, I, I read you uh, talking about whole glory elsewhere and saying that you felt kind of obligated to take liberties and to push boundaries and that it was the risk that made this project interesting. Could you describe some of those liberties and risks that you've taken uh, on limbs that have come through the, the hole? When you don't know anything about a person, you know, like I really try to kind of distill the designs to things that I feel are like universal truths, you know, like whether it be, you know, a literal design or an abstract design, like I don't know this person. So it has to be something that, you know, anyone could potentially relate to. Like I don't do text. You know what I mean? Like I, I would generally just do visual things because, you know, if, if it's a rose or, you know, a pattern, like that stuff is open to interpretation. But, but if you put a word on someone's arm, that's very literal. Every time I've started this, I'll lay out a bunch of designs ahead of time. I'll be like, okay, like I'm tattooing 10 people. Here's designs one through 10, you know, give it to me. And, and so arm one will come through and I'll pull desi arm, design number one up and I'll look at the arm and I'll look at the design and be like, no, this arm needs something else. The, the, the concept of regret, I think, perhaps for those who haven't had tattoos more than those who have, sort of looms around the area of tattoo art. And I wondered not so much whether um, you've had clients who've regretted tattoos they've got, but are there tattoos that you regret as an artist doing, even if the recipient was fine with them? I mean, there's definitely been tattoos over the years when I when I was young and first starting to tattoo, I would just say yes to everything. And it's before I really developed like a sense of conscience and a sense of ethics around what I put out there. And I did some tattoos that that I think were inspired from like self-destructive, you know, notions that now I would say no to. Mm. You know, you know, I remember doing on this woman's stomach, you know, she really wanted she wanted abandon all hope, ye who enter here, you know, kind of like right above her haha and you know I, I i made her wait a day i was like let's like sleep on it you know i mean like this is a really heavy thing and i understand like you might be processing stuff but like let's sleep on it. but she came back the next day and she was adamant so i did it and that's one of those that like i wish i hadn't done i do hope that 
that woman got to a place someday where she regretted it. There's, mm. there's, there's a few of them that I wish I hadn't done. That's really interesting. Uh, there's no doubt that the types of projects you take on really are thought-provoking and really uh, make you think about the, the nature of art and the nature of tattooing. I was particularly intrigued uh, to read about your exhibition, Things Get Better, Scott. Could you tell us about that? So that was... I guess 2008, 2009, maybe it was right about the time when, you know, all these tattoo reality shows were popping up and I, you know, was watching this, this craft that I love kind of get caught up in, in pop culture and like mall culture. And, and so I really was trying to reconcile my relationship with tattooing and, and really kind of find tattooing that had like emotional value. So I went to this prison in Mexico and I went there every day and worked with a lot of the inmates and ended up tattooing a lot of them. You know, like there, there were a couple of tattoo artists that were in there that would, you know, tattoo everyone else and they wouldn't let me bring tattoo gear in. So we would make these tattoo machines out of whatever we could get in jail. The best motors for the tattoo machines came out of VCRs. So I remember going to like an electronics store and buying 10 VCRs and I donated them to the prison rec room. And then the next day we went in and took all the VCRs apart and like used the motors to make these tattoo machines. We would use like hair clips and ink pens and toothbrushes, you know, all kind of Frankenstein together. And for needles, we would take like a, a guitar string and sharpen it on the grout between the tiles to make our, our needles. And for ink, you would like burn plastic chest pieces and take the soot and, you know, like and mix it with shampoo to make ink for the tattoos. And so... It was really, it just felt good to be like, oh, this is people who are doing tattoos and getting tattooed because they emotionally need it, you know? As you mentioned, you also create art that not inked onto another person's skin. How do you think being a tattoo artist influences your non-tattoo art? Tattooing is beautiful because it has no resale value, you know? Like, it only has emotional value. Whereas, mm. like, you know, with fine artwork, the fine art world is very, and that's one thing I, I struggle with, you know, with my fine artwork is really ignoring the audience. You know what I mean? Like, like ignoring expectations, like really just staying true to these kind of narratives and emotional symbols that, that I use in tattooing. And that's kind of like, if there's a common thread from my tattooing and that it's that, yeah, all my fine artwork kind of pulls from these narratives within the people I've tattooed. And you mentioned that question of like resale value, no resale value with a tattoo. Do NFTs change that? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, and it's an ex it's a really interesting time within tattoos because it's, you know, as with any visual artist, you know, when I first heard about NFTs, I was like, okay, like, what are we doing? You know, I was like, this is some Star Trek gobbledygook. So basically, it's like, I do this, I have this little trick I do called tattooing that everybody thinks is cool. And that's the stuff that like ends up on mood boards, you know, in ad agencies all over the world. Like there's huge cultural relevance to that. But the thing that I do is not tradable you know what i mean like it, you can't trade it as a fine art and also like people fly all, the, all around the world and pay way too much money to get tattooed by me and all they get is like an instagram post and bragging rights you know and what i like about the mechanism of nfts is like if every tattoo i do comes with an nft of that design then first of all you they own that design in a way that's archival with a community of fancy tattooers like i'll do a tattoo and then you know, somewhere, I mean, literally it'll happen. Like I'll post a tattoo and then somebody will email me from Ireland to be like, Hey, I love that tattoo. Look, I just did it on my cousin. And it's like, <laughs> great. You know? So like 
I think there's there's really interesting value in NFTs as like certificates of authenticity and kind of shifting the value from what's carved into someone's arm to the actual image and artwork itself. Scott Campbell, it's been a great pleasure speaking with you. I hope everything goes well with the whole glory. We'll look forward to seeing you and your artistic collaborators and their arms in Australia soon. Perfect. Thanks so much for taking time. That was artist and tattoo artist Scott Campbell who'll be inking up arms in Australia for free but with his choice of design and not a word spoken for the whole glory project at the Festival of Dangerous Ideas in Sydney next weekend. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.